Well, tomorrow night at midnight, 2018, will come to a close. Between now and then, and maybe even at that moment, we'll think back over the past year and all that's happened, all we've experienced. Maybe we'll look ahead to 2019, think about what might be, what we want to be. And as we close out 2018 and open the door to 2019, as we look ahead to what might be for us personally or as a country or as a community of faith here at the church at Shambly or as the United Methodist Church as a whole, one of the iconic stories in the Bible of looking back at what you're what you have done and what you're leaving and looking ahead to where you're going has to be the story of the Israelites as they enter into the promised land in the Old Testament. We read about it in Exodus, Deuteronomy, Joshua. And the story involves Moses, sort of the central figure, character who's led the people of Israel out of captivity in Egypt led them through the desert, through the wilderness, and up to the edge of the Jordan River that they will cross over to go into the promised land. And so the scripture we're going to read this morning comes from the book of Deuteronomy, which is basically Moses' dying words. It's his retelling of the story of the nation of Israel and all they've been through And then pointing them ahead into the promised land. And we know that Moses and his generation won't be allowed to cross over into the promised land. God has told them because of their unfaithfulness. Because of the ways in which they looked back away from God. And wished to have returned back to captivity. Because of the ways that they didn't honor who God was calling them to be. God said, you won't go into the promised land. It'll be the next generation. Led by Joshua, who was one of Moses' assistants. And so here in Deuteronomy, Moses is reminding the nation of Israel all that God has done. And in particular, there's a place in Deuteronomy chapter 9 where it starts out with Moses saying, Today, you will cross over into the promised land. Just makes me think about Monday night at midnight. We will cross over into 2019. Into whatever this next year holds. Whatever our future holds. But Moses says in chapter 9, Today you will cross over into the promised land. God has brought us out of captivity. Brought us through the desert. But then he tells them, By the way, don't think you earned this. This is a blessing from God, a gift from God. And so then after recounting for the Israelites all that God has done, we read these words in Deuteronomy chapter 10. And I'm going to read Deuteronomy 10 verses 12 through 22. We're going to put it up on the screen so you can follow along. And this is what Moses said. Now in the light of all that, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? Only this. To revere the Lord your God by walking in His ways, 
by loving Him, serving the Lord your God with all your heart and being, and by keeping the Lord's commandments and His regulations that I'm commanding you right now. It's for your own good. Clearly the Lord owns the sky, the highest heavens, the earth, and everything in it. But the Lord adored your ancestors, loving them and choosing their descendants that followed them. You from all other people. And that's how things stand now. So, circumcise your hearts and stop being so stubborn because the Lord your God is the God of all gods and the Lord of all lords, the great, mighty, and awesome God who doesn't play favorites and doesn't take bribes. He enacts justice for orphans and widows and He loves immigrants, giving them food and clothing. That means you must also love immigrants because you were immigrants in Egypt. Revere the Lord your God, serve Him, cling to Him, swear by His name alone. He is your praise and He is your God, the one who performed these great and awesome acts that you witnessed with your very own eyes. Your ancestors went down to Egypt with a total of 70 people. But now, look, the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the nighttime sky. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I said the book of Deuteronomy is essentially Moses' retelling to the Israelites all of their stories, their family stories about what God had done in them and among them. And we know that Moses was about 80 years old when God called him to go speak to Pharaoh and demand the release of the Israelites from captivity and then They left Egypt and crossed over the Red Sea and went out into the wilderness and to the mountain where they got the commandments, you know, and they spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. So if Moses was 80 when God asked him to lead the people out of captivity and they spent 40 years wandering in the desert, by the time we get to Deuteronomy where Moses has led them to the edge of the Jordan River and ready to cross over, he's old. And been through a lot. And there he is, knowing that his days are numbered. He won't go into the future that God has promised the Israelite nation, nor will his generation. And so he's retelling the stories to Israel of all that has happened. And I wonder what they thought as they listened to Moses. I wonder if they thought, here goes Moses again telling his stories. Confession, that's one of my fears, is that I'm going to reach that point where I start telling the same stories <laughs> over and over again to my kids. <laughs> You've been around your family here over the holidays. You know what I'm talking about. Or in the office, tell the same stories, or worse yet, repeat a story in a sermon. You know? And so here's Moses telling the stories again. And you know, I I don't know that it's necessarily such a bad thing, though. Sometimes retelling the stories has a purpose, has meaning. So Moses is reminding them of things that are important. And not only reminding them of those things, he's reiterating them. These matter. 
Don't forget this. And two things specifically, Moses, particularly in Deuteronomy chapters 9 and 10, if you're looking for something to read this week out of the Bible, I recommend chapters 9 and 10 of Deuteronomy. Because in the retelling, Moses is reminding them and reiterating them of two things in particular. One, all that God has done and how God has provided for them, blessed them. And then two, what God has asked them to do in response. What, what kind of participation in this life, in this promised land that God is calling for out of them. And he starts by saying, basically, remember. He calls them to remember. He says, remember that time that I went up on the mountain and you all stayed down here. And I got the tablets from God. And then I came down the mountain with the tablets. Remember that? And you remember that while I was gone, you guys were down here making an idol for yourselves, some magnificent idol that took the place of God for you. You built this thing that you could manage and that you could feel good about. And that became the focus of your faith, this thing you built. Do you remember that? And you remember how upset I was that I threw the tablets down on the ground and broke them and had to go back and get two more? Anybody broken a tablet? (laughs) Had to replace it? Moses says, do you remember that? Remember how you couldn't be satisfied with discovering God in the unseeable, in the mystery, so you had to build something tangible. You weren't satisfied knowing that in faith, God was with you. And do you remember then how God was going to destroy us all because of that? And I pleaded with God not to, and God didn't. Do you remember that? Do you remember how much and how many times we experienced the grace and the mercy of of God among us. Do you remember? And as we look ahead, maybe we look back first over 2018. Do you remember 2018? It's been a heck of a three years. Uh, (laughs) But do you remember everything that happened? Do you remember that soccer team that was rescued out of the cave in Thailand? Do you remember Atlanta United winning the MLS Cup in only their second year of existence? Can I get an amen from the ticket holders? Amen. Do <laughs> you remember the royal wedding and that sermon that was delivered by Bishop Michael Curry? That love is the way? If you haven't heard that, oh my goodness, go listen to that sermon by Bishop Curry. You remember electricity finally being restored to Puerto Rico? The Me Too movement, the elections, our struggle over immigration. That's been some kind of year. And that's just the stuff we all have shared, probably for you personally. There are things as you look back over 2018 that you remember. 
struggles, problems, shortcomings. Maybe you also remember some blessings, some celebrations, some things that you're thankful for, places and ways where every one of us has seen the grace and the mercy and the provision of God in our lives. And that's where the nation of Israel was. They were closing out that chapter in their history. They were standing on the edge of the promised land, their future. And Moses was pointing across the Jordan River, saying, this is where you're going. Today, you are crossing over into the future that God has in store for you. And not just for you, but for all people everywhere. For all the peoples of all the nations, we are going into a new future that starts now. Today you take your first step into the fulfillment of what God has promised for you. Church, as we close out 2018 and we look ahead to 2019, we are looking into the future of what God has in store for us. The fulfillment of God's promises, and not just for us, but for the world. And as Moses stood there, pointing them into their future, he said, do you know what God asks of you? In light of all of that, that we have seen and experienced and done, in light of everything that God has done, all that we've been through, and here we stand in this moment, looking ahead, do you know what God asks? The one thing, that God asks you to do is to honor God. Revere God is the word that's used in the scripture and the translation that we just read. The one thing that God asks is that we revere God. How? By walking in His ways. Loving Him. Serving. Keeping His commands. Walking in the ways of God is what God is asking of us. And of course, Moses reminds them, it's for your own good. This is what makes life worth living. We're talking about the God of everything. Past, present, and future. And God asks you, asks me, asks us to walk in His ways. But then Moses gets specific. He says things like, circumcise your hearts which is metaphorical. But understanding at least a little bit of the culture and the meaning of circumcision, right? It it was a mark. It was a sign on all the men of Israel that they belonged to God. It It was a sign of surrender. I and my whole household belong to God. We surrender our ways to God. And so Moses takes this sign and applies it not to their physical bodies, but to their hearts. Circumcise your hearts. Let your hearts be surrendered to God. And then he says, circumcise your hearts and stop being so stubborn. 
I didn't get any amens on that one. There were a lot of amens floating around until we got to that. We'll try that again. Then he says, stop being so stubborn. There it is. There it is. I knew we'd catch up. Other, other language that's used, don't be so stiff-necked. Obstinate. Difficult. Entrenched. Stiff-necked. You know what I'm talking about when you just... Somebody says something or they do something and it's... No, that's not the way... We're supposed to be... Give yourself a headache doing that. Moses says, circumcise your hearts. Surrender your hearts to God. Stop being so stubborn and set in your ways. I think as we look ahead to 2019, this is the word for us. Circumcise your hearts. Surrender your hearts to God. What we need going into the new year is some compassion. Some empathy. Sacrifice. Love. We need some circumcised hearts. We need less stubbornness. We need some flexibility, some creativity. Relax. We need to be able to see new ways of solving old problems. We need to be open. Listen for a new word from God. We need to be teachable. Stop being so stubborn. And then just to keep driving the point home, Moses said, God doesn't play favorites. You may be convinced that you are God's favorite and that the way you want things done is the way God wants things done. But God doesn't play favorites. And God is not influenced by money or possessions or power. But rather, God... If we're going to walk in the ways of God, here's the ways of God, Moses said. God enacts justice for the orphans and for the widows. If we're going to get our dander up and we're going to get fired up about something in the church, let's get fired up about justice for the orphans and the widows. For those among us who are voiceless and defenseless and in need. This is the ways of God. And God loves the immigrants, feeding them, housing them, clothing them. This is who God is. This is the way of the kingdom of God. And Moses reminds the people of Israel about that as they go into their promised land where God is going to establish them as a nation. God says, remember you were an immigrant. Remember when you were in need, when you were out of place, and God provided for you, made a way for you. So do the same. As we look ahead to 2019, 
may we look at it with compassion and empathy, with open minds and some flexibility to see what new thing God is doing in us and among us. And the consummate example is Jesus. Jesus' way of living, of teaching, all the way to sacrificing His own life is for us the embodiment of the kingdom of God. It's for us the embodiment of revering God and walking in the way of God. Is the example of Jesus. Now granted, in the Old Testament, in the time of the nation of Israel and crossing over into the promised land, the way that they spread God's presence was to defeat the peoples that were ahead of them. Like when they marched around the walls of Jericho and the walls of Jericho fell down. That was the way they understood what it meant to go and be the people of God and to take territory for God. It was militant because that's the way the world functioned back then. But then Jesus came and showed us a new way to take territory. A nonviolent way. A way of service and sacrifice, of compassion for the marginalized, for the forgotten. This is how God's kingdom takes new territory now. The way of Jesus. This is how we participate in God's kingdom coming in 2019 and beyond. And the last thing that we read, Moses said, remember when you went into captivity, there were only 70 of you. And now you're as numerous as the stars in the sky. That was the promise, the covenant that God made with Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, the sands on the shore. And we are living into the fulfillment of that promise even more today. This is the promise that God has given to us here at Shambly. That God is going to continue adding to our number. Brothers and sisters, this is the future that God has in store for us. That people will continue to come to know the love of God for themselves. As they experience you and me and us together walking in the ways of God. With compassion. With open hearts and open minds. Sharing the love of Christ. It happened in 2018 here and it will continue to happen in 2019. You know, one of the ways that we celebrate that and participate in that in the life of this church is through baptism. The sacrament of baptism. And, and so we're excited this morning to get to share in the sacrament of baptism again today. And so I, I want to invite to come up Patrick Wilcox, Meredith Mitchell, and they're bringing their daughters to be baptized. So I'm going to invite them to come and join me up here at the font.
pay. <laughs> you know, our example for, bab- for baptism comes from the example of Jesus in his baptism. Jesus went to the water to be baptized, and it says that while he was there, a dove descended from heaven and landed on him, representing the presence and the Spirit of God. And then they heard a voice from heaven. They heard the voice of God saying, This is my child, who I love and with whom I am well pleased. And so Patrick and Meredith bring their daughters this morning to receive baptism in the same way as Jesus. Hearing God saying, You are my children, and I love you, and I'm happy with you. And so I'm going to ask them a couple of questions as the parents And then I've got a couple of questions for you all as the church because baptism is something we do together. It's not personal, it's corporate. Patrick, Meredith, on behalf of the church, I ask you, do you reject evil, sin, and wickedness in the world and accept your power to resist them? If so, say, I do. Do you put your faith and trust in Jesus as the way to life? If so, say, I do. And will you nurture and raise your children in the church so that they will come to know God's grace for themselves and one day have the opportunity to make this same statement? If so, say, I do. Church, I want to ask you on behalf of Patrick and Meredith and their children, do you reaffirm your rejection of sin and your commitment to Jesus Christ? If so, say, we do. And will you support one another in this life of faith and include these people that are standing before you as you do that. If you will, say, we will. Amen. Let us pray a blessing over the water. Everlasting God, your mighty acts of salvation have been made known time and time again through water. From the moving of your spirit on the waters of creation to the deliverance of your people through the flood and through the Red Sea. In time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb, baptized by John, and anointed by your Spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. So pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this water and these who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay. I'm going to baptize you. What name have you given this child? I don't know. Scarlett Elaine. (laughs) Scarlett Elaine. Scarlett Elaine. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You want to take your hat off? Let me take your hat off? I know. What name have you given this child? Eloise Elaine. I know. It'll be over in a moment, dear. Eloise Elaine, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look, I want to show you something. You want to carry her or you want me to? I got her. Look, look, look. I know. I know. I feel the same way. I know. Look. Hey. Look. Scarlett, look at all these people. This is your church family. They love you. I know. Look. Look, Scarlett. Look at all these people. 
Look at all these people. They love you. Look up here. You see these people up here in the choir? This is your church family. They love you. Yeah, and they're going to be here for you no matter what. I know the shoes. We all, we all celebrate with me. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful to be a part of a church that baptizes children, gives them a place to know God, experience faith, and to grow in that faith. And this is just a taste of what God is doing and will continue to do into our future. As we follow God together, as we honor and revere God by walking in God's ways. If you're here today and you don't have a church home, and, and you'd like Shambly First to be that place for you, I'd love to talk with you more about that. So after we're done this morning, please come find me or if you want to call or email, we can have that conversation. If you've never been baptized or your children haven't been baptized and you'd like to talk about what does that mean for you, I'm happy to have that conversation with you too. We'd love to start off 2019 by baptizing you or welcome you into membership. But I hope that all of us today will hear the invitation from God to be a part of the new thing that God is doing in Shambly and beyond in 2019. And with that on our hearts and in our minds, I want to ask if you would stand and sing our last hymn together, Joy to the World.